entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Howie. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Howie and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about J. Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Hey, I'm Kelly Hoey, and I'm delighted to be part of the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. And my special guest today is digital dating disruptor, architect-turned-entrepreneur, Shark Tank veteran, founder of Cheeked, the mobile dating app, Lori Cheek. Hey, Lori, how are you? I'm great. So, Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you on the show. So I really want to talk about your uh, journey into entrepreneurship and uh, kind of fun today. You are a University of Kentucky grad and you actually happen to be in Kentucky while we're doing <laughs> this interview. Yeah. Uh, and you moved to New York. You started as a sales associate in a furniture company and then you climbed up the corporate ladder. Can you like tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so I graduated the University of Kentucky, threw up my hat, and that day I drove straight to New York without a job and um, started waitressing, realized I should stop waitressing, get a real job after six years in college. But um, yeah, I worked in corporate uh, architecture and design for nearly 16 years. And, you know, through that whole process, I'd always sort of had the itch to become an entrepreneur, and I was coming up with so many different ideas of things that I sort of wanted to build, but none of them were so powerful that I ended up just throwing it all away and, you know, taking that leap off that huge mountain to, to build what I finally built. So, yeah. well, let's, yeah, let's talk about that, that moment that you decided to take uh, the big leap. And that big leap was you were at dinner with a colleague. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy because, you know, coming from this tiny town and, Taylorsville, Kentucky, where I am right now, it was a population of less than 2,000 people. You know, everybody knew everybody. And then I ended up in a city of 8 million people where I was like, how on earth am I going to make connections with all these people? Because nobody would say hello to you or anything. Um, but one night when I was out to dinner, I had witnessed my friend 
colleague slip a business card to a woman as he and I were leaving the restaurant. He'd scribbled on the back of that business card, want to have dinner? And he left with a date. And I left with this idea of creating a deck of dating cards that you could hand out to strangers and, you know, not make this awkward introduction of walking up to people and just being like, hey, baby. So, um, (laughs) yeah, that was the idea I couldn't stop thinking about. And that was the end of my 16-year career in architecture and design. Okay, so let's let's talk about uh, what Cheeked is today and, you know, where it started as, I'm going to say, cards. And now it is a Bluetooth-enabled <laughs> dating app that you can find on the iTunes. Like, talk people through that. That's a lot of iterations and changes, Lori. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I believed in that idea more than anything I've ever believed in in my life, you know, handing these cards out. And I actually used them myself like they were going out of style. So I... I ended up making a lot of connections. I went on a date with anybody that would respond to me from those cards. But basically, those cards had different pickup lines on them and a unique code that were numbered like a checkbook. So if I gave you a card, you typed in that code, I would know who looked at my card. And then you could start communicating online. So it was a a way for people to meet in the real world, but then go back online. We call it online dating reversed. So it sort of started in the real world, and then you took it virtual to have the conversation later on. You started with those cards and the unique code. When did you decide to go mobile? I found myself on the Shark Tank four years later after I'd ran out of money and needed an investment. But I also used that as an opportunity to tell the world about my idea. Um, It didn't go so well on the show and you know after eight million viewers watched me get destroyed on live television i had to sit down and rethink how to reinvent what didn't go so well on one of the most watched entrepreneurial shows in the world so uh, i gotta i gotta stop you there okay I, i have to ask what possessed you to go on shark tank and i and i say that and i know you and i adore you and we've hung out here in new york but that is a big brave thing to put your idea and your your ego and everything out on national TV with a bunch of folks who have also, you know, got extraordinary egos and opinions. Like, what possessed you? Well, I guess to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be a little crazy in the first place, right? <laughs> but on top of that, I mean, I didn't think twice about it. A friend of mine in Texas sent me a link to fill out the application one day, and she was like, this would be such a great idea for the Shark Tank. And I was like, you know, I've watched that show a few times. Why not? I filled the thing out and almost forgotten I'd done it when I closed my laptop. And then a few months later, the process started. They liked my idea. They thought it was cute and thought I'd be great for the show. So through that year process, I could have had a law degree by the time I finished the application process to get on that show. It was intense. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I was pretty, yeah, a lot. I had some mentors back then that were like, do not do this. Do not take this on the show. You're just going to fail. And, you know, at that point, I didn't care. I'd hit the hugest brick wall anyone could hit in the world of entrepreneurship. So I didn't have anything to lose. You know, even if they took half my business, it was like zero we're 50% of $0. So what was that going to get me? Um, anyway, I thought people out there were going to get this idea. Like the the viewers, even if I didn't get an investment from the sharks, I knew people were going to get this. And after the show aired, I remember waking up the next day just in a cold sweat like, oh, my God, what's my inbox going to look like? How many people are going to tell me I'm an idiot? And all that stuff that they do after the shark tank. But my inbox 
inbox was filled with thousands and thousands of emails from people that saw that show. I'm giving myself cold chills right now of telling me, don't stop what you're doing. This idea is genius. You're ahead of your time. This is game changing. So, you know, that was worth it in itself, getting that feedback from so many people. I mean, there were probably... 500 that told me I was an idiot and the bleach from my hair must have gotten into my brain to come up with something so stupid. I mean, it was, it was really entertaining. I could have written a book about the responses after the shark tank, but anyway, it was so worth it. And you know, that failure and me not giving up led to so much press and uh, speaking opportunities all over the world that were so worth what happened on that show that day. That's that, that's that's like amazing. So uh, you know what? I want to pause right here and say to everyone, we're talking to Lori Cheek, the founder of Cheek Mobile Dating App. Lori, tell uh, people listening in on the show where they can find you and where they can find and download Cheek. So you can actually email me at Lori at Cheeked.com. That's L-O-R-I at Cheeked, which is C-H-E-E-K-D.com. And we're Cheeked on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, that, that should be enough there. All that, all, <laughs> yeah. all that, all that good stuff. And the app is yeah. in the App Store and yes. Android and all of those, those good places. We're not on Android yet, but okay. we, um, yeah, we're in the iTunes Store. It's free, so you don't have anything to lose um, by downloading that, except an opportunity to meet someone. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing to lose. So we were just talking Shark Tank, and so I say no and failure is uh, you know I want to say was a huge outcome for you. Like okay, so talk about the investment and the opportunities that came from that big bit of publicity that you know in many ways, as people said, uh, was going to be a failure. And I want you to remind listeners what you said to the sharks after they all shot you down. I looked them all in the eye one by one and said, trust that you will all see me again. And I meant it. (laughs) So uh, I actually haven't run into any of them yet, but I just, what I meant basically was I'm not shutting this down and I don't care what you had to say to me. Yeah. I I love that. I love that. I love that. So, so you had all those emails in your inbox. You actually got funding as a result of that experience. Well, I did have a business partner that had come on board right before I was going out to film the Shark Tank. So he ended up being my angel partner, CTO and investor. And when I say angel, I mean that in more than one way. Um, You know, without him, I'm not sure. He ended up being the missing link of everything that had gone wrong for me before. So, you know, it's that after four years was uh, such a gift. And I'm still to this day able to be building my mission because of him. But there were 50 other investors that were interested after the Shark Tank. So my inbox was pretty filled with a lot of interest in that way as well. But none of them turned out to be the right fit. Well, that's important to talk about. It's great to have all that inbound interest. But finding someone who gets your vision and gets you uh, makes it more of the right money, just not just somebody who's going to write you the check. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that that guy had been watching me since I started. He'd done some coding work for us. And at one point he came to me and said, you know, I've been watching you for four years. And if anybody's going to bring this to fruition, it's going to be you. And I want to get involved. So that was pretty powerful for me as well, because he'd, he'd watched everything I'd done. He'd watched my hustle and wanted to get involved and back me. 
Yeah, well, I, you know, and, and that, I think that's really important for people to, you know, really take in that point is that you have always been highly visible, uh, not not just because of Shark Tank. I'm thinking of the New York startup community uh, and in the national startup community. You know, I'm thinking about visions and images. I'm remembering you running to South by Southwest and doing all sorts of things. So you weren't hiding your idea, you know, back in some dark corner of a you know, coffee shop or co-working space, you've always been out there and visible and talking about what you're doing. And that is so important in terms of people getting on board, whether they're investors or interns or, you know, future employees, um, you need to be sharing your idea. Uh, and you also hit on this other fact, eight years in, what keeps you fueled, Lori? You know, this has become more than just a job or an idea like somehow this has turned into my life's mission and you know I, I can't stop I joke that when I'm 80 that I'm still going to have some version of cheap I don't care if it's like silver sneakers in the nursing home or what it <laughs> is this is not going anywhere <laughs> I hear you Marty you got, got a laugh out of I you love, on that one I love, I love it I'm loving this this is great stuff <laughs> This great stuff. Unbelievable. Hey, can I jump in for a question quick? Yeah. Because you said something a minute or two ago that, you know, at least I read about this, but you you seem to have lived it. And that angel investor, did they invest in the idea or did they invest in you or was it a combination of both? Talk to me about that. I think it's a combination of both, but I really think he was investing in me. Um, But the two of us and another gentleman, one of his other colleagues have started a new app called networked so it's similar to cheat with the bluetooth but it's for business so if you're at an expo or i mean imagine south by southwest everybody's got this app you can within bluetooth radius find someone that could be your next hire or your cto or general networking whatever so you know we've turned sort of what cheat was into a business app as well Mm. interesting very interesting Okay, well, and, and I want to say, and, and that's such a great example of an expo or something like by South by Southwest, where you know, frankly, the the mobile and the Wi-Fi coverage, um, let's just put it in technical terms, sucks. Right. Uh, when, when you're there, so having you know, and 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 what was it? Was it with the CTO or was it something before that you hit on this other angle of going Bluetooth? Yeah. So after the Shark Tank, I remember we sat down thinking, how are we going to reinvent this idea without just throwing it to the wayside. So um, we discovered that there was a Bluetooth technology that could connect people uh, with beacons pretty much. So your phones act as a beacon Mm -hmm. instead of handing those cards, which seemed to be a pain point for some people. And, you know, it was paper. So it's like, if you carry your cards around with you, they get crumpled up. And, you know, we just decided to take my paper idea and turn it digital. So that's how we invented this new version of Cheat. Got it. And, you know, and I want to go because of something else I read recently. Your biggest business mistake, um, the one that cost you a little bit of money, that all had to deal with a, with a CTO. Talk, talk oh, about yes. that because I think it's also one of these other things. What things do you re, what can, what can you outsource in your business? What things do you need to be smarter about? What are some of those those lessons? Let's start with that CTO one. Well, you know. I think I I wear a lot of hats, but the one hat that I cannot wear is that tech hat. Like the last thing I can do is code. And, you know, when I started my business, I really didn't know how difficult coding could be. And just 
the fact that I should have tested every single thing over and over and over again, especially when we were charging. And one day when we got covered by the New York Times, we got the most traffic our business has ever gotten. I mean, maybe even more than when the Shark Tank ran. So our site crashed, which means we weren't prepared for that. Um, and the worst thing that happened was we got the most orders we've ever gotten in the history of our business. And our developer, who was based in London, had the button ticked off that captured everyone's credit cards for our recurring subscription model. Mm. So imagine we had 320 people that signed up one day. Those 320 people, I had to personally email them all asking for their credit card information back. We ended up getting uh, two people to respond. Uh, <laughs> and basically, yeah. So our average lifetime customer was, you know, four months. So that's $40 times four times that many users. It was a huge mistake. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars in the end. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And when it's something that was like so preventable, you know, getting making sure that the, the box was checked. I mean, eight years in, because I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm sort of, all hail to the chief on this one. Uh, you know, not not a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs have the stamina to stick with something for such a period of time. Um, what are some of the other lessons that you've got for other um, business owners who might be listening to our interview and kind of going, oh, God, I'm two years in or I'm three years in. Can I really keep going? Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're like how, you're like, how long? Honestly, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things, but I think you've got to listen to the world also. You know, a lot of people kept asking me, when are you going to quit this? But more than that, more people were saying how great this idea was. So, I mean, I think if you hear more than 50% negativity, then you've got to reconsider what you're doing. But if you believe in yourself enough and know you're behind something that you feel as strongly about as I do, I'd say don't give up because even through all the failure, this has been the most rewarding path of my life. Like even in my corporate days, I remember having my bags ready to leave the office at 5.59 PM and everybody in the office was like, where are you going? I'm like, our hours are till six. Like I wanted to get out of there. But now that I'm doing what I love, it's like, I'm always, always working and I've never been happier. So I, don't, I just think there's got to be this passion behind it because you can't go into the world of entrepreneurship as, as horrible as it can be without loving it this much. So I just think there's got to be an endless amount of passion behind it. What were you going to say, Marty? You know, I get it. I guess I want to be specific. What parts of it do you love? Because I hear a lot of people say, well, look, at 80% of what I do, I'm not real thrilled with it. But that other 20%, wow. So so tell me what parts of it do you love? Just connecting to people? You're just an extraordinary extrovert? Tell, tell me the, specifically, <laughs> what parts do you love about this? Well, you know, I think it's really cool, first of all. If 10 years ago you told me I'd be the keynote speaker at a tech conference in Ireland, I would have told you you're an insane person. But the fact that I've trained myself, you know, I've given my an I've given myself an MBA by building this, and whatever that cost me has been worth it. Like, th also the fact that I used to go to work 40, 50 hours a week to build someone else's dream. Now I'm building my own dream. There's nothing more magical than that. You know, I've I've got a patented idea. I've got an invention, and it came from me. And now I've got people. 
asking for my advice. I just think it's crazy because when I started out, I was the one, you know, looking at people like Alexa Von Tobel. And, you know, now I'm up on stage with those people. So I just think there's so many things. The fact that I'm in my gym clothes right now in rural Kentucky, if, yes. you know, I had a full-time job, I, I couldn't be living this life. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. That, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's it's it, you 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 write out the good days and the bad days, and and there there absolutely is the stuff about having your own business and building your own idea that is hard and unpleasant. Uh, but you kind of look at that bigger picture and say, you know, what what's what's the alternative? And this, you know, the risks and rewards of of doing this, you know, make, makes it all work. Um, Lori, I want one last question for you because I think you are just a media and PR whiz uh, at all this stuff. Um, what are you finding that is, you know, used between social media, print media, speaking? What's really working? Because I know that a lot of business owners, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, the 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 getting publicity getting media for their company is you know something a lot of people kind of freeze up on or they think it's going to cost a lot of money um what's what's working you know i think the press has probably been the most fruitful tool in building our business and that's included in the shark tank but even like that article from the new york times which was a few months after we launched that spiraled into so many things all over the world. I mean, we ended up in Elle magazine in Sweden and the Globe and Mail in Canada. I mean, national newspapers all over the world. And that that article from the Times, I just put one of our cheeked cards in a black envelope and sent it to one of the editors of the Times and that changed our future. I love that. So- I love that. <laughs> right there. You put a card in the mail and yeah. and they saw that and they responded. Yes. That's kick butt. I went to the web summit in Dublin, Ireland, I guess this is five years ago, and I wore this crazy outfit with angel wings and these red patent heels, and I had a fake Barbie microphone, just this insane <laughs> outfit. And I remember thinking when I was checking out of the hotel, like, why did I come to Ireland? I don't even know what I'm doing here. What has this led to? And then I'm looking down at the cover of the Irish Times, the national newspaper in Ireland. There I was in that outfit on the cover of the newspaper. And I didn't even know this guy was taking my picture. I was right next to Judy Dench. And then you open the paper and there was another half color page picture of me and talking about the business. So... I mean, that was pretty cool. And that was a press stunt that actually worked. And I didn't even know what was going on. That's, that is so awesome. But, I, you know, when I think about it, you, you've had your, your, your look and your persona. And your, I want to say, your, your T-shirt with cheeked on it and your blonde hair and your red lipstick. And, yes, I remember the picture well with the wing. So, you know. <laughs> But, you know, having that, hey, you are identifiable and people know who you are and uh, putting yourself out there. I'm just I'm always in awe, lady, always in awe. Um, I just want to thank you so much. Remind people again, they can find you cheeked on all your social uh, channels and your email again. If anyone's got questions or want to know where they can download the app other than 
iTunes or bug you when it's going to be on Android, how can they reach you? Yeah. So my email is Lori at Cheeked. That's L-O-R-I at C-H-E-E-K-D. And I'm Lori Cheek NYC on Twitter too. And the free app is on the iTunes store. So download that and you can meet people within a Bluetooth radius. So maybe they'll be sitting at the end of the bar, at the gym, at Starbucks, who knows? Who, who who knows? Lori, thank you so much for making time on away from your, I would say, the nature, family, and surroundings in, in Kentucky. And uh, thank you so much again for being on the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, J. Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builder Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey, H-O-E-Y dot C-O. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builder Show at MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at C-SuiteRadio.com. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.